Freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. Welcome back to our number two of episode 94 of Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are sponsored by azfirearms.com, the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. So as I was prepping for today's show, I chose the theme, What's Going On? And because as I was thinking over all the possible topics topics to be discussed, that song, that Marvin Gaye song, What's Going On, just kept tracking in the back of my mind. So many current events happening, so many crazy, angry news stories that it took a catastrophic hurricane to remind us of what goodness exists in America. It is sad that it took such a disastrous storm to cause us to look up from our televisions and to see our neighbors and to see how we really do love and serve one another. And now there is another hurricane, Irma, on the way. So let's realize how precious life is and not squander it on the pettiness that passes as network news these days. Well, our next guest is a neighbor of ours, a friend of ours, someone who has become our personal friend, Marcus Allen Weldon. Marcus is the author of The Santa Shooter, Guilty Until Proven Innocent. It is an autobiographical true account of the aftermath of a justified, hear me say that, a justified self-defense event with a firearm. There's, there's aftermath for that, Marcus? Are you with us? I'm here. Welcome to the show. Thanks so much for being with us. So somebody's threatening your life and the life of your friend. You use your firearm. It's completely justified. There's aftermath for you. What is that about? <laughs> yes, aftermath actually worse than a shooting, I always say. Mm. Just the fact, <clears throat> understanding that you're going to be uh, financially drained, spiritually drained, emotionally drained. And, uh, you know, even physically drained, just so much at stake. You know, I, um, I'm credit, still rebuilding my credit today as far as taking out loans and mm. missing car payments. And, you know, of course, you're not able to keep up on your, uh, your bills because you're paying attorneys now. So it's kind of like, okay, what do you do? Do you put your bills aside and uh, pay the attorney? Or, I mean, you can't, can't save everything unless you have you know, unlimited cash funds like the courts do. Golly, such a such a crazy story, and and your book, the Santa Shooter, uh, it's coming out in its second edition now. To that chronicles uh, detail for detail, you tell us so much about your life before the event, during the event, uh, a little bit after the event, and I mean, you are so forthright in what you write. You don't try to paint yourself up as I was a perfect, you know person every step of the way in my life you let us see that you know you're human you know you've you've made some missteps in your in your youth but that when it came to this event you did everything exactly right um so what's new in the second edition have you added anything oh yeah yeah well what i did was you know the first edition i was trying to really get something out there for the public to see and i I was uh, i still wanted to uh, critiques and things, but it was kind of, uh, I know the NRA convention was coming up and I said, I got to get something out here. This one, I was able to go and uh, clean up a couple little spell errors and things I wanted to change and uh, added pictures. Pictures was the biggest thing, pictures that were actually relevant to the book. Mm-hmm. So I talk about different activists that I encountered and I talked about, of course, you got the news, the pictures of me on the news, Channel 7, Channel 4 in Detroit, and you got the New York Times, 
photos, and you got all these different photos is all across the internet. I brought them all together, put them in the book, and uh, that'll give you an extra uh, kind of a, a, a image to go along with the chapters. And um, also, I changed the cover. I had a dream. I was laying in the bed, and I just had this dream. And where I, and this dream that came to my my kind of just brought this new cover. When I woke up, it was kind of like, okay, I don't know where this image came from, but I got to get it down on paper right now. So oh, wow. I ended up calling up one of the guys who helped me with my all my images and graphic design, and I told him, I said, this is what I came came up with. Can you make it happen? I mean, I'm just I I don't know if you can get it exactly how I'm thinking, but this is how it is, and he nailed it. Wow. That's, that's, we're both spiritual people. So, you know, when something comes to you in a dream like that, that you have to jump up and act on that, that means something uh, to you and I. So I, I'm excited about that. And I can't wait to get the second edition book, which I plan to get from you uh, at the end of this month at the gun rights policy conference in Dallas, where I hear that you have been chosen as one of the speakers. Yes. I'm excited about that. Because, you know, the thing about the gun rights conference is actually what me and you met. Yes, a year ago. And it feels like a year ago, forever ago, because we've just you know become such good friends. But uh, it was just a year ago in Florida, it was. Right, yeah, and I still remember it. I mean, I was fairly ambivalent about the whole thing. I didn't know what to expect. I, Rick Ector had invited. He said, you know, I'm going out here to speak to the gun rights uh, conference out in um, Tampa, or Tampa in Florida, right? And um, I said, okay, well, I'll tag along. So I didn't know what to expect. Um, I didn't, at the time, I didn't have my book or anything. I was just there just to kind of sit back and watch and absorb all the good information. They were uh, they were free books and free pamphlets of all kinds of stuff on the Second Amendment, and you learned so much. And this year I'm a speaker. That's awesome. So can we have a sneak peek as to what you're going to be speaking on? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know, once again, had a dream. It's all about the dreams. <laughs> uh, it's all about the dream. But I had a dream, and um, of course, I'll be talking about my story. But it's a little bit more in depth. It goes into the aftermath and what am I experiencing now, and of course, the self-defense type fund that you should be investing in if you have a firearm. Mm-hmm. As of right now, people I haven't told many people this. I mean, I, I've kind of kept this to myself, but I still I'm still fighting to get my license to carry back right now wow what now yeah what i'm still fighting to get my license to carry a firearm back um so marcus hi welcome to the show this is dan you know hey hi i saw a text that said that uh, the court still has you out on bond like what is that yeah yeah so uh before labor day weekend i went out uh, i've been trying to get my license to carry back. I've been uh, fighting, going back and forth and asking what, what is the hold up they keep. They told me there was a personal protection order out on me. So I went down and there was no personal protection order out on me. So I'm going, I went to the police station, the state police station. And I got a, and I basically had uh, someone run my name and they found out that, Hey, technically the conditions of bond that goes with your tether that you had for your case is still out out here on your name you cannot leave the country nor can you own a firearm until until this injunction is uh taken care of or if you wait to 2022 oh my god and i said wow and i said well why they asked me is the case over this is the state police so i'm saying yes the case is over i have no tether on my leg well according to our computer records something is not right you you are still on bond and it's right so now, easy for them to do that. You know, and it's so easy for just people to be lazy and just run your life. Yeah, yeah. And um, like I said, I, I, you know, and I knew I knew this This was going on. This is nothing new to me. I didn't know exactly what it was, but I never really told anyone because I was kind of like, okay, well, let me just see if I can get it taken care of because I really didn't want the public and everybody to be – I kind of try to keep the public out of this part. Mm-hmm. But since, since, uh, since they're really making it rough on me, I just said, you know what? I know the prosecution, the prosecutor is upset that they lost this case. So now they're just trying to make, to get, you know, milk me for as much money as they can. And they're like, I guess their whole, their whole thing at this point is make his life a living hell. So and he's not getting his gun back. So Marcus, so if you, if you got pulled over with a firearm right now, could they arrest you? Yes. And, and then, 
and then they would get exactly what they wanted in the first place, which is so wrong. It's, it, something's got, and, and the thing is, how much money do you have to fight a, an attorney? How much to get an attorney? Oh, yeah, I, yeah that, that, well, that's the holdup. I have to hire, I don't have the money right now to hire an attorney, so I'm just kind of. So you're not independently right now, wealthy is what you're saying. You're, yeah, you're just a normal guy like the rest of I'm us. I'm a normal guy. I, I work every day, you know, and I, I, you know, I got a book and I, you know. Now, I, even though I, you're yeah, a big fancy author, it doesn't mean that you're <laughs> rolling around in $100 bills. Right, on and nobody asked you to do what days you did. Off. You know. No. Right now, my attorney is asking me for 1200 bucks. Um, I came up with 500 I gave him 500 so I, I, I owe him another 700 to get everything going. And um, so, you know, it's not a. 1200 I mean, 1200 is 1200 but, I mean, it wouldn't have been a big deal. But, of course, I already suffered so much. So, I'm like, 1200 oh. right now is like, I'm like, hey, listen, man. I, Just another blow. I am, and you've got a child. You're, you're a single yeah, dad a, raising yeah. a child. That ain't cheap. <laughs> so, how yeah, much? A girl, a girl child. Those aren't cheap. I, I was one. So. Marcus, how much, did yeah. they, how much did they say it would cost you to get your rights back? Uh, well, I haven't got the full total yet. I mean... I know to get this injunction taken care of, like I said, that's going to be twelve hundred. Um, it's once once I go, what we're going to do is you go in front of a judge, the judge who I went in front of when they exonerated me, and and say, hey, listen, this is going on. We want all my rights restored. I want my fingerprints sent back. Everything that has been all uh, convoluted in the system, we need straightened out. Period, point blank, and then we'll take it from there. Um, after that, hopefully, everything should be taken care of, and then we can restore my license. Of course, I have to go. And spend another, I think, 160 bucks or something like that to get the uh, actual license back. I have to take the training again. Probably, uh-huh. probably have to go through all the necessary steps. But I'm hoping that this 1200 would just kind of take care of everything. Hopefully, but um, so but I talked to know. attorney. I, you never know. Yeah. It, one thing about attorneys is stuff happens. Like you, you, you make a court date, and all of a sudden you may have to make another one. And Every time you file a motion, you may have to pay some money. So it's like, I don't know. You know, I just, right now, it just came, it came as a shock because I wasn't expecting to do all this, especially since I'm trying to get to Dallas at the end of the month, too. Well, so. I would say you are the perfect poster child for one of those uh, programs like the NRA Carry Guard or, uh, you know, the USSF uh, self-defense insurance because... You know, yes. who has the, the money stacked up waiting for something like this to happen? You were just going about your life. You didn't look for trouble. These guys yeah. came out of nowhere and threatened your life and the life of your friends. And now you are the one who's in debt. And you are the one who wore a tether on your leg. And you are the one who is now still fighting just to regain your full rights as a, a citizen of this country. It's, it's madness. Um, yeah, it's crazy. I, I appreciate you taking the time and coming on and talking with us. And um, I understand we, we've got to run, but I understand you're getting ready to film uh, a reenactment of the shooting for the new book trailer. Yep. Yeah, I actually, I'm done. I'm waiting for my video guy to get it all edited up, and this should be done within a week. It's I've seen snippets, and it is crazy. I mean, we've we used drones and all kinds of different cameras, tricks. Wow. It should be really interesting. I bet it is. Well, and anybody who wants to come out and hear you speak and meet you in person and purchase your book in person can sign up at saf.org for the uh, Gun Rights Policy Conference. It is the weekend of September 29th uh, of this year in Dallas, Texas. And in the meantime, please tell people how they can follow you, follow your work, and buy your book. My Facebook, Marcus Allen Weldon. Uh, my website, MarcusWeldon.com. And, of course, Amazon. Amazon is the biggest uh, distributor that you can find. So, of course, if you put in uh, the Santa Shooter or my name, Guilty and Proven Innocent, of course, the subtitle, the book will come right up. And on Amazon, you can just click one click away. And uh, we have the Kindle version as well. Perfect. Thank you so much. We look forward to seeing you in Dallas. And uh, we'll be talking to you soon. Marcus Allen Weldon, the author of The Santa Shooter, Guilty Until Proven Innocent. Thank you, Marcus. Thank you. All right, bye-bye. Okay, stick around. We have Arizona State Representative Diego 
Espinoza coming on. Now, Diego is on the opposite side of the political aisle from Dan and I, but you know what? That doesn't stop us from being friends, and that doesn't stop us from working together to put together an Eddie Eagle gun safety class later this month. Stick right around. On. Right on. When you're working hard to beat debt, you've got to think of creative ways to get your income up. Here's an idea. Sell some stuff at auction. Start with locally owned and operated potofgoldestate.com. The owners, Dan and Cheryl Todd, have over 60 years of combined experience in selling antiques, collectibles, guns, coins, and jewelry. And over their many years in business, they've earned the trust of thousands of people just like you. Whether you're saving for a rainy day emergency fund or paying down debt, let potofgoldestate.com help you get the extra cash you need. Potofgoldestate.com will purchase your items outright, or you can consign them to their twice-a-month online auction. Pot of Gold's nationwide online auction is a great place to get top dollar for your collectibles. They specialize in everything from antiques, coins, high-end collectibles, to cars, boats, guns, and more. Get started today at potofgoldestate.com or visit them off I-10 and Dysart Road in Historic Avondale for some live auction action. For more information, visit potofgoldestate.com. That's potofgoldestate.com. Hey ladies, Cheryl Todd here from azfirearms.com. Many of us ladies are taking the important step of becoming responsibly armed, but it can be an intimidating process. And with all the politics swirling, a first-time gun buyer, whether a guy or a lady, might feel uncertain about where to begin and who to trust. At azfirearms.com, we are a small, friendly, family-owned shop that specializes in first-time gun buyers. We are staffed with knowledgeable people who are ready to help answer all of your questions. My husband Dan and I pride ourselves on having a safe, no-pressure environment. Once you have decided on a purchase, azfirearms.com partners with professional firearms instructors who will train you to become a responsible, safe, prepared, and proficient gun owner. So ladies and gents, when you are looking for personalized service and a huge selection, come to azfirearms.com in Old Town Avondale off the I-10 and Dysart Road or visit us on the web at azfirearms.com. Welcome back to Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are sponsored by azfirearms.com, your nationwide hometown gun shop. And I love that blade that you started it right on. Come on, talk to me. That's perfect. Of course, uh, our theme today is what's going on and how do you have a theme like that and not use Marvin Gaye's classic song from 1971? Love that song. Well, our next guest today is Arizona State Representative Jose Diego Espinoza. Representative Espinoza represents Legislative District 19 in the Arizona House of Representatives. His district serves residents of Avondale, Tolleson, and West Phoenix. Currently, Representative Espinoza serves as the ranking member of the Commerce Committee. He also serves on the Veterans Military and Regulatory Affairs Rules Committee and is the co-chair of the Latino Caucus. And we are especially excited to bring on our friend, Representative Espinoza, because we sit on opposite sides of the political aisle. Dan and I tend to be conservative. Diego's a Democrat. And you know what? We are still friends. Go figure. If you listen to the news, that's impossible, right, Diego? Some people could say it may be, but we, we, we're making that change. We're making, making it happen. And so, you know, not only are we pals, we are friends, but we are working together to help empower children with knowledge and education because you have asked us, you came to us and asked us, would we partner with you on the Eddie Eagle gun safety program. And and that's really where I want to start. Welcome to the show, Representative Espinoza. Thank you. Thank you for having me on, and it's a pleasure to be with you and all of your listeners. Absolutely. So this is, you know, really exciting. And it should be, like, kind of like no big deal. So what? So a Democrat and a Republican walk into a bar together. Who cares, right? But We actually <laughs> right. did, didn't we? We actually did that. <laughs> Well, we did because you also own an, 
an amazing uh, eatery out there in Tolleson. Uh, tell us the name of that. So uh, I own, uh, I've been fortunate to own, it's been in my family for three generations, Fuego Bar and Grill in the Tolleson, Arizona area, which is in my district. It's been in my family for three generations and uh, serving great Mexican food. It is about that grilled chicken. I just want to tell everybody listening. It's about the grilled chicken. Have it. You will thank me later. So, Diego, <laughs> tell me why. Why at Eagle Program? But, you know, first and foremost, I want to thank both of you all for taking the opportunity to take my call initially. Uh, when I met you all the first time, you know, I understood that we need to go and find and seek out individuals that really know the issues that are impacting uh, small business owners, especially within the gun industry, the weapons. And not only that, to give me a good idea of what you all are thinking and how we can best work together. And so my thought was when initially we had some, we had an incident in my district, and there's been several uh, to date, on accidents involving guns. And so I thought, why not reach out to some of you all that have the experience, and if there's any programs out there that we could offer our community so we can educate, especially children and family in general, uh, on how when they, if they see a weapon, what to do, and how to go about managing the children and how to safely secure a weapon and so forth and so on. And so I went out, I sought you out, Cheryl and Dan, and I want to thank you for, for all of the insight, and it's been a, a tremendous uh, work in progress, and I'm looking forward to, to having our, our first official you know, educational uh, program with the Eddie Eagle program, which I think is amazing. I had no idea that it even existed, and I shared that with a lot of my other colleagues, and, and it was, I was just blown away that, that that program was available to many of our communities, which I think is important to avoid many accidents that happen throughout our entire state and throughout our country. Now, isn't that the way to do things? I mean, think about it. There's some people out there who say, oh, he's a Democrat or he's a Republican. I don't want to talk to him. So they put that, yeah, they, yeah, they I, break, their, break the contact. We have a bridge. We, we can talk and we can figure things out without going to extremes. Absolutely. And, and I appreciate you mentioning that. Now, this is not a partisan issue. This is an Arizona issue. This is an issue that impacts families on both sides of the aisle, regardless of your political affiliation. But, you know, let's, let's be honest. Said. There's, there's 2,048 uh, instances, gun-related incidents a year in Arizona. 553 of them are accidental. Now, if we can avoid having those accidents, we are on the right path to correcting some of the challenges that we face. And this is done in a bipartisan manner. This is done by individuals that we can meet and, and, and agree on things that are important to us, and that's our families. And the impact that you know these accidents have on our families are incredible, and we would like to avoid that. So true. And there's a lot of people that think, well, I don't have guns in my house, so I'm good. But... That really isn't the case because just recently, um, I think it was in Texas somewhere, that uh, a child went into a dressing room in a big fancy uh, department store and somebody had been changing clothes and left their firearm behind accidentally. It slipped under the bench or something like that. It's inexcusable as a firearms owner. But the fact is, is that this child encountered a gun. And his family didn't have the this kind of Eddie Eagle education, so the mom picked the gun up and pulled the trigger to see if it's real. So there was a negligent discharge in a department store. Thankfully, no one was hurt. But they needed the message that Eddie Eagle teaches, which is stop, don't touch, run away, and tell an adult who knows how to handle a firearm. So um, just because you don't have guns in your house does not mean that your kids won't find them at your friend's house or out uh, at the dressing room. So you've got other exciting things going on that I want to get to before we run out of time. And I don't want to cut you off if you have more to talk about with Eddie Eagle, but um, you've got a jobs for Arizona's graduate bill going on here. Yes, but before I do that, I just want to invite everyone to come out September 16th at a pot of gold in Old Town Avondale for our first official educational program and meet Eddie Eagle. And, and I want to thank all of our sponsors, especially, you know, AZ Firearms and the cities of Avondale, Tolleson, Goodyear, and Buckeye, and many others that are, that are helping us put this together. It's, it's a team effort. So I wanted to first and foremost thank you, thank you all for that and that opportunity. And, yes, the, the next uh, item, that, which was an uh, incredible opportunity for all of us, and, again, it was done in a bipartisan manner, a, th- a good thing that's happening here today, <laughs> mm-hmm. is uh, uh, we were – I was able – I was fortunate enough to work with you know, some of my colleagues on the other side of the aisle to, um, to 
to propose a bill for Arizona's job graduates, better known as JAG. Uh, and it, basically, in a nutshell, what it does is it helps young people stay in school to acquire the academic, personal, leadership, and vocational skills that they need to be successful upon graduation. And so this program identifies at-risk youth at the junior level, at the junior, at the junior level of high school, and identifies them and actually helps them identify their passion. And then once they complete their graduation, then we assign a, uh, if you will, just like a coach, a life coach, if you will, or a counselor to ensure that they, are, or they have the guidance they need to be successful after graduation. And the graduation rates that we've, we've been able to have with JAG have been 95% graduation, graduation rate, which has been incredible. And then we also find them employment programs that we that they also have within the the program itself. And it has, you know, we we can our placements at 75%. And then not only that, we are 90% full-time uh, placement rate. So it's some great opportunities for this program to to do well. And the, and the best part about this is it's a public-private partnership which we work well with many uh, corporations throughout the state and across the country. To ensure that these kids have a great opportunity to be successful, not only now but in the future. So it's a great program, and we're so fortunate to have this and the governor sign it and move it on. That's uh, and awesome. It into our program. That's yes. awesome. So the Any Eagle so. program deals with you know pre-K to to fourth grade. Then then they grow up, and now they're getting jobs. This is you're you're just really touching people at every uh, stage of their life. That's fantastic. And then you recently went uh, to Mexico, and I was following all your gorgeous pictures on Instagram and just green with envy about this mission trip you went on. Um, talk to us about that. Yeah, so we were fortunate enough, again, in a bipartisan manner, Republicans and Democrats actually flew over in the same plane, believe it or not. What? Over to Mexico City, <laughs> yes. Can you believe it? Barely. <laughs> and, and it was a wonderful time to bond with a lot of our colleagues, which I think was incredible, and that was very important. But more importantly, we know that, you know, Arizona and Mexico, are, are in Mexico being our largest trade partner, 30% of our products that are in Arizona are exported into the foreign market. Arizona being the largest uh, trade partner in Mexico. So it's very important to understand what our Mexican partners, and you know, most people would say they're our neighbors. Uh, I've, I've learned a new term down in Mexico that they are now our roommates because we have so we have our ties that are so close. And it's important to note that, you know, we should be looking at in the future how we can strengthen our ties, A, with the NAFTA, uh, you know, currently being revisited and how they could work that and, and include us into that. But also, too, Look at areas of opportunities that we can strengthen with our with our roommates, Mexico, and you know we could have uh, you know expedite the processes so we can move uh, products to market faster. And so you know I'm looking forward to many opportunities in the future and positioning Arizona for great success, uh, especially in the commerce area. So I think it's going to be a wonderful opportunity. We're we're situated great, and we have some great partners that are really looking at uh, moving this forward. So that's awesome. You are quite yeah, the the bridge builder, and I, I'm just really excited to, to see all that you're working on there. And we've got to wrap up, but I do want to remind folks to please come out to the Eddie Eagle Gun Safety Class. It is at Pot of Gold Estate Auctions and Liquidations at 215 East Western Avenue in Avondale, Arizona. It is on September 16th from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. It is for families to come out together uh, kids ages pre-K through fourth grade, and you can sign up at the Pot of Gold Estate Facebook page. Or if you have any questions, you can always email me at talk at gunfreedomradio.com. And as we uh, go out, I just want to be sure that I've given Representative Diego a chance to tell people, how can we follow all this fine work that you're doing? Well, I appreciate the opportunity. Once again, uh, we are on social media. We are on Instagram, uh, Facebook, and as well as we have a website that's up. It's uh, espinosaforhouse.com. So I appreciate the follow and any input or uh, feedback that anyone has. I'm always open uh, and willing to listen to any individuals that are willing to move and make uh, some progress here in our, in our state and across our country. I love it. Thank you so much, Arizona State Representative Jose Diego. Espinoza, we really appreciate your time. Thank you. All Have right. a wonderful day. You too. Bye-bye. All right. Well, stick around because we still have Miss Amanda Suffolk coming up. She's going to talk to us about how 
this awesome event came about. It is the NRA Carry Guard Conceal Carry Fashion Show that she dreamed up, produced, and even wrote a book about. Stick around. Hey everybody, this is Joey Rocket Shoes Dylan, world champion gunslinger and Hollywood gun coach. In the Westerns, there's always a good guy and a bad guy and sometimes the ugly guy. And I always root for the good guy, which is why I'm here to tell you about the good folks over at azfirearms.com. They are straight shooters and always give you the best deal in town. azfirearms.com is the biggest little gun shop in Arizona and have something for every single gun enthusiast. Long guns, pistols, hunting, military, law enforcement, home protection, you name it. And when you've got some guns to sell or trade in and trade up, azfirearms.com are the folks to see. Geez, they bought a cannon once. They are family owned and operated, friendly staff, courteous, totally reliable. azfirearms.com will give you the best value for your used guns. So stop in, see my friends Dan and Cheryl Todd at azfirearms.com in Old Town Avondale off the I-10 and Dysart Road and tell them Joey Rocket Shoes Dylan sent you. Don Collier here, letting you know that you won't get fool's gold at Potty Gold Auction. They're the genuine article. Potty Gold auctions off guns, coins, jewelry, and antiques of every kind. Stop in and see my friends Dan and Cheryl Todd in Avondale, Arizona for some live auction action. Or check them out on the web at pottygoldestate.com. The Second Amendment Foundation is the organization that protects our right to keep and bear arms. They defend our rights in courts from coast to coast. Now they need our help. Go to saf.org and join the Second Amendment Foundation today. Dedicated to promoting a better understanding of our constitutional heritage to privately own and possess firearms. Support those who support our Second Amendment rights today. That's saf.org. Welcome back to Gun Freedom Radio, where we're talking about what's going on. Gotta love that song, Marvin Gaye, 1971. Well, thank you for being with us on Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are sponsored by azfirearms.com, the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. And we are excited now to bring our next guest back on again. She has been a very busy woman since we spoke with her last, Amanda Suffolk. She is a pro 2A leader, trainer, and educator. And she is the creator of the NRA Carry Guard Conceal Carry Fashion Show. I am so excited to have you on, Amanda, because as I tell you all the time, my, my favorite hashtag is hashtag I want to be like Amanda Suffolk. So to have you on our show is a super exciting for me. I'll listen to you. I blush. When <laughs> we, we have a mutual admiration society, Cheryl, because, man, the stuff that you do is, is so cool, too. And I think that I think we just kind of take two sections of the U.S. and, and rock it is what we do. <laughs> I love that. What You have set the bar so high on so many things you've done in this past year. And this NRA Carry Guard fashion show, I am so jealous that I didn't get to just be there and be in the audience and just cheer you on. Um, so tell us about that. How did it come about? How did it play out? Um, anything you want to share with us about that? Okay. Well, the, the, how it came about is the, the NRA, I have, I, I approached the NRA in 2014 about doing a concealed carry fashion show. And then, and then, and then, and then every <laughs> annual meeting, every place that the NRA was <laughs> when they had something, I was like, you know, so I'm like that, I'm like that gum stuck to the bottom of the shoe. <laughs> <laughs> so perseverance pays off sometimes. I love it. Sometimes. But then the, they came back. They came to me in the beginning of June and said, we are doing a fashion show. Would you work with us? And so the fashion show was going to happen whether I was there or not. So I was thrilled, absolutely thrilled. And I'm really glad that they included me. Yes. And so I worked as a consultant for the NRA. So I'm not a member 
I'm a member of the NRA, but I'm not a staff. Gotcha. And, um, and so we, I worked with this team that was, was on the staff side that was fabulous. And together, we put together a fashion show that, that somebody said, and this was the biggest compliment, you can't even tell this was our very first fashion show was the statement. That is a and good I was like, Those of us who do things like this, uh, that is a huge compliment. <laughs> that's a huge compliment. And I was like, well, you know, and I don't want to say, well, that wasn't my first fashion show. It's not my first rodeo. But at the same time, you know, it's, that's a lot of momentum. And that's a yes. big, those, that's a big organization to kind of get to say, okay, in my mind, here's what it ought to look like. And um, the funny part was, is the gal that was on staff at, at the NRA her name is Amanda. So it was like the Amanda squared team. So it was Amanda <laughs> and Amanda. That's awesome. So, so it was, but it was, it was really good. And, and in the very beginning, the NRA was like, I'm not sure that people want to come. I'm not sure the vendors want to participate. Hmm. And as we got to the end, two things happened. One is they had to put, they had to draw a line and say no more vendors could participate because we were full. Oh, I love which it. Which was really really cool so there's people standing outside the door going but i wanted to play yes and and the day of the fashion show they had to bring in more chairs oh my gosh that is fantastic yeah so i guess it's gonna be maybe a regular feature then that we're gonna see in the future crossing my fingers i i hope i think i mean based on its success there is no technical reason why they don't or won't Mm-hmm. And um, so now, so now, you know, they they have to recover from that event and then kind of figure out where they're at. But it happened August 25th, and the press is still rolling about it. We there's articles that came out of Europe. There's articles that came out of Australia, and then then the boatload that came out of the U.S. Including there's the pro gun people, but then there was all these pro fashion people that had never seen anything quite like it. Oh, I love it. So. So oh, it was it was great on fantastic. so many levels. Fantastic. Well, not only was it not your first rodeo with a fashion show, you literally wrote the book on yeah. how to produce a concealed carry fashion show. And that just came out, right? Right. A week before. So so we were like, okay, to the publisher, can you have them ready so we can take them to the event? But yeah, our goal is is to help groups across the country put together a fashion show that be it a not-for-profit or whatever their end goal is. So sportsmen's groups and women's groups and just whatever. Here's a whole list of considerations. And we started out saying, okay, we're going to put this booklet together. You know, and a booklet says 20, 25 pages, somewhere in there. So that's where we started. And when we got done, it was 148 pages. Wow. This is a legit book. Yeah. It's a legit book, and it's, um, you know, my backstory is that I'm an engineer. So I wrote this book in that whole analytical, first you do this, then you do this, then you consider this, and then here's a checklist for this team, and here's a checklist for this team, and here's the reminders for this team. So you could actually just kind of print those pages, hand them to your groups of volunteers, and get them at about 90% right off the bat with you and a copy machine. That is beautiful. And for people who are listening, who are kind of like scratching their head, they're like, so wait a minute, I know what concealed carry is. I know what Uh a fashion show is. But when I think of a fashion show, I've kind of got that, you know, do my little turn on the catwalk, you know, like slinky runway model kind of vision in my mind. So like, how do we mash these together? Help people understand what, who were your models? Like, what did they look like? Well, they were everyday people, truly, truly everyday people. Because when you look at who is our our target audience, it is concealed carry holders. Who are concealed carry holders? They are, I mean, it's almost like the Oscar Mayer thing, fat kids, skinny kids, kids who climb (laughs) on rocks. Exactly, right? (sighs) It's everybody. It's the tall ones. It's the short. Everybody's got a challenge associated with how they want to carry, what their body style is, all of those kinds of things. And so what we tried to do is we tried to cover them. And we had concealed carry items that went from right kind of at shoulder level because we had like the jackass rig and some of the shoulder stuff. You cleared down your body. Every place that you had a place, there, there was a place to put a gun. 
clear down to your ankles. And so we demoed, we demoed holsters that, that put a gun on your bust. We put them under your arm, on, on your shoulders. We put them on your waist, in your waistband, inside, outside the waistband, thigh holsters, ankle holsters, um, you know, just, just across the board. So the idea is the models come out, you can't tell where they're carrying, and then Mm -hmm. they do the reveal. Is that right? Great. Because what we wanted them to do is they came, they walked across the stage, across the front of the stage, then turned. If you visualize the stage as a big T, Mm -hmm. they walked across the top of the T, then walked back to the center, and then walked down the stem of the T. Mm -hmm. When they got to the end... Then they did their reveal so people could kind of see it. And we had a camera station there so that they could do a close-up on the screen. So cool. But so our, our goal was to show you what, to show you, what you can't see, mm-hmm. that, that you're looking for it. Okay, what do they have and where is it at? Mm-hmm. Especially people that are new to carrying. You know, mm-hmm. it, it always feels like you've got a neon sign over your head pointing exactly to yeah. where the – the firearm is or that it weighs 900 pounds and everybody can see it bulging three feet from your body. And so to be able to see all these different body types carrying in all these different places, um, I think that is so powerful for people. And I just love that you, you were a part of putting that together and uh, we've got to run pretty quick, but I wanted to also talk about this cool new note card project that you have kind of, started up and I am lucky enough to be a part of. Oh yeah, it is going to be so cool. It really is fashion meets firearms. And so what we did is we hooked up with a gal out of California that is does fa- artistic fashion sketches, they're watercolors. And so she is drawing different gals that are women of note within the firearms industry across the country and them with their guns and their and whatever it is they're wearing. So so it's this kind of fun fashion forward, but they're note cards so that you can say I'm a gun girl without screaming. Mm-hmm. Kind of it's very non-threatening. It's just so fun. Mm-hmm. And so the not-for-profit Realized Firearms Awareness Coalition is is what's heading this up. And so the the note cards it started with the hope that we could put together a pack of them and so it was like I did it and then I thought if I could get three or four gals to do it this could be so much fun and now you've got like gazillions of us like pick me, uh, pick we're me. 20, <laughs> I think we're at 26 oh we're 26 gosh, it's awesome so now it's like okay how do I how do I get this all included and how do I give everybody <laughs> a fair shake and what do I do but man they are so and every sketch or every illustration that comes out is better than the last one and you guys you look I mean I'm sorry your statement your statement was just so cute it's my my camo is polka dots (laughs) I tend to wear a lot of polka dots I I didn't really realize that but I've been called out for it and so I chose this like 1950s you know kind of flared skirt bell skirt polka dot dress and I'm holding an AR and the way that Charo Cassandra, that's the name of the the, comp- the, the lady's business mm-hmm. name that does the illustrations, the way that she reimagined it was so beautiful and so uh, whimsical and perfect and beautiful. And I just love it. Oh, I yeah, me too. I'm looking at them and then I get the next one and I'm just like giddy looking at them. And I can't wait. Our goal is, is that by the time we get to GRPC or the Gun Rights Policy Conference, in Dallas at the end of September, that we will have cards that are available for sale and some some to kind of show mm-hmm. because there, there you go. That's like the perfect audience to start talking about it too. So, so, is all so the people fun. who talk guns. Oh, yeah. I just love it. All right, we have to run, unfortunately, but I'm so looking forward to seeing you in Dallas at the Gun Rights Policy Conference. And before we go, please tell people how they can follow your work, how they can buy your book, um, any, any of that sort of thing? Well, the easy thing is, is that our website for the not-for-profit is realizefac.com. So it's the word realize, and then it stands for Firearms Awareness Coalition. So realizefac.com. Our radio show, because I, I want to be like Cheryl, and so I do a radio show. <laughs> but you've been doing yours Ohio. a lot longer than me. <laughs> so, uh, and it's called eyeonthetargetradio.com. Mm-hmm. 
and so you can get to that. And then our book, if you just if you just go to the book section of Amazon and and Google or search Concealed Carry Fashion Show, you'll find us. Absolutely. And so it's available on Amazon. Fantastic. Thank you again so much, Amanda Suffacool, uh, who wears so many hats. But today we'll say she's the author of your guide to produce a concealed carry fashion show book available on Amazon. Thank you so much, Amanda. Well, thank you, Cheryl. Bye-bye now. Bye. All right. Stick around because we not only have our Responsible Armed Citizen Report, we also have the much anticipated, the much loved, and the very exciting Dan's Commentary. Um. Coming up right after this. And we're back with Cheryl Todd talking about the huge gun buying event at azfirearms.com. Oh, AZ, I get it, as in Arizona. Yes, but... Oh, or AZ, as in everything from A to Z. Well, yes, that too. But what I'm telling everybody about is that azfirearms.com is having a huge gun buying event to buy your old firearms all across Arizona and everything from A to Z. That's great news. See, my grandpa left me an old shotgun and it's just sitting on a closet shelf at home. So I can bring that into azfirearms.com and sell my gun. Absolutely. azfirearms.com buys, sells, trades, and even consigns your old firearms. Any vintage, any style, military, long guns, handguns, hunting, or home protection. Single items or entire collections. We offer the highest value for your used firearms in a safe and friendly environment, staffed by knowledgeable people. azfirearms.com is Knolltown Avondale off I-10 and Dysart Road. Come on down to the huge gun buying event every day through the end of the month at the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. And for all your firearm and ammo needs, visit azfirearms.com. Come listen to the Self-Defense Gun Stories podcast. Hear about armed civilians protecting people they love. Were they lucky or were they prepared? Come listen and learn at selfdefensegunstories.com. Be a part of the gold rush and head on down to see my friends at Pot of Gold Auctions in Avondale, Arizona. Or check out the auction online at potofgoldstate.com. These folks auction off guns, coins, jewelry, and antiques of every kind. Everything is going, going, gone. So you best hurry and tell them Don Cogger sent you. Come on, talk to me. You can see what's going on. Welcome back to Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are sponsored by azfirearms.com, your nationwide hometown gun <coughs> shop. Well, this is the part of the show where we talk about responsibly armed citizens because responsibly armed citizens use guns two and a half million times a year. Two and a half million times a year for self-defense. And 200,000 times a year, a woman prevents a sexual assault because she was armed. Somehow we rarely hear these stories on network news. Uh, this story today is an exception, so that's why I said rarely. So we are proud to bring them to you here and discuss them a little further on Gun Freedom Radio. Fights a never-ending battle for truth, justice, and the American way. Well, today's news story is another one for people who tell us you know, with that certain tone in their voice, you know the one. The mix of condescension and pity at our simple-mindedness. This story is for them when they say to us, just call the police. We, responsibly armed citizens, are fine with calling the police. It's that just part that we disagree with. Just, as in, it's our only option. The police are wonderful, they are trained, they are good at what they do, but they are human and they cannot magically appear the instant we need them. And that is exactly how danger strikes, in an instant, in a rush, and in a flurry that is designed to catch us off guard. That is what gives danger the upper hand. And danger would have had the better of one teenage girl in Washington State as he snuck into her remote rural home. Yes, danger 
would have had the opportunity to do whatever it was that he came to do and been long gone before anyone had time to just call the police. But this young woman was lucky enough to have a dad who empowered her with knowledge and education about the proper use of firearms, so much so that once she learned that danger might be lurking in her neighborhood that day, she called to ask her dad if she could get the gun out of the safe. This family knows danger's tricks, and because they planned ahead, this young lady was able to stop danger, and she will forever remember the power and safety of being a responsibly armed citizen. Your heart feels like it's going out of your chest. I couldn't breathe well, but I knew I had to. They say your gut is your strongest muscle, and for 17-year-old Kimber Wood, that message rang true Monday morning. I was laying in bed watching TV, and my boyfriend called my parents and said, you know, there's a lot of cops around, something going on, and so they warned me. So she asked her dad for a gun, put it under her pillow, and went back to sleep until she heard the screen door open. I heard it close and that just doesn't happen. That's where I knew something's wrong. Her gut said grab the gun and so she did and she waited. Put foot, like footprints and footsteps and he went upstairs. She called her dad who taught her everything she knows about guns and he stayed with her on the phone as the footsteps got closer to her room. I was laying just right there on bed and he came in and I heard him and that's when I crawled out, got the gun from underneath my pillow. I wouldn't like sat right back there. And, I and that is when the unthinkable happened. He popped in, I stood up and said, are you? So you looked at him right there? Yep, his head was right there. I stood up, had the gun straight in his face, and he ran. Kimber followed him through the same screen door he came in and watched him down the barrel of her gun. I knew I wanted as close to him as I could. And with no neighbors around, Wood waited for what felt like hours until her family got back. But they weren't alone. When I found out that a 17-year-old had defended herself, I just thought that's fantastic. As for her own dad? proud is an understatement. That's something that you teach the kids, the lessons that we went over, over and over and over. You know that they'll never have to use them. Just prove they did, and it worked. Mm -hmm. The reality of what could have happened, hanging in the air like the gun smoke. Well, two things come to me on that. One is, isn't Washington State really trying hard to take guns away from people? I mean, it seems like they're trying to tax it. They're trying to do more licensing and all that. And then you look at this, this 17-year-old lady that some people say people can't be trained to handle guns she not only handled the gun well but she didn't use it she she presented it but didn't have to use the gun so it's 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 awesome it is awesome and i love that her family was proactive yeah they didn't wait for an emergency to you know have to try to figure out oh wait where is the gun and what's the combination to the safe and right. uh, you know how do i use this thing where are the you know, where's the ammunition all those things they were proactive they trained together they learned together uh and you know it ties right in with the rest of our show about you know self-defense in in some of our guests have talked about also the eddie eagle program that we're, we have coming up at pot of gold that is free. Avondale, that is free. Yes, I forgot to mention that it is free. Um, that, that helps teach kids uh, what to do if they encounter a gun so that, you know, then you can train them age appropriate to be to the point where this young lady was at age 17. And I, I'd like to add that this lady, the 17-year-old girl, mm -hmm. didn't have to start blowing things up. She, mm -hmm. didn't, she didn't have to fire her, her firearm. Mm -hmm. That's that tells you that people can be trained. Mm -hmm. And, you know, everybody says, you know, you give a girl, a 17-year-old girl a gun, she's, she's not going to know how to handle it. She's not going to know how to be responsible. There's those that like to say, oh, it'll just be turned on right. her. Well, yeah. this one was not. She's going to shoot somebody she else. she knew how to she, use right, it. Right. So, all right. But before we run out of time, we want to have Dan's commentary. There's something you already know. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. It's a very mean and nasty place, and I don't care how tough you are, it will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. I just heard on the news yesterday that U.S. Virgin Islands Governor Kenneth Mapp 
signed an emergency order on Monday to allow seizure of private guns, ammunition, explosives, and property that the National Guard may need to respond to Hurricane Irma. Ir Irma? Irma. Oh, yeah. They're going and, to seize people's firearms. Yes, in the U.S. Virgin Islands. Now, so it got me thinking some questions here. First of all, how could they possibly do that? Cheryl, do you... How, how could hmm. they do that here well, in the you know, United the, States? The population of the U.S. Virgin Islands is about 100,000. And, uh, you know, the National Guard that they would be using to confiscate is about 1,000 service members. So how, how would those 1,000 service members know how to find out which of the 100,000 people had guns and, and which, how many guns they had? So that hmm. got me doing some thinking. And during the show, I, was, I did some looking up things. And first of all, Keep in mind, these National Guards are people that we pay to, you know, through taxes to, to protect us. Okay. And now they're, they're taking away our rights. Okay. Well, I found out the U.S. Virgin Islands, that their laws are a little bit different than ours. Although you're a U.S. citizen, you can't vote for the president. You can't vote for people in Congress. And you have to have a permit to purchase a firearm. Is there a firearm registration all firearms, all of them must be registered with the Virgin Island Police Department. So, I mean, this is our next door neighbor, and this is kind of run by the United States government, yet there's a pure example of if you register your guns, they can take them away. Uh, and this is an example of these people register their guns, and they will have them yeah. taken away. So all those people out there, they're like, oh, don't worry about lists. They're never going to yeah. come confiscate your property. Um, really? Let's yes. ask the people in the Virgin Islands. So also, I looked, no assault weapons, which I, I don't use the word weapon, but no assault guns. And we 50, don't even use that one. Right. And 50 <laughs> BMG rifles are prohibited. So all firearms must be registered with the Virgin Islands Police Department. Isn't that something? And that's a sure example of what registration does so now they have a hurricane you're not going to be able to protect your property or your life okay it's over i mean it's, it's ridiculous now i did hear that the nra is is going to fight this but in the meantime they're doing it so that is why we do not want to register our firearms right james Good to have you back, James. <laughs> Good to have you back, Dan. All right. Well, my goodness, that those two hours flew by, and I've missed this, and I'm excited to be back. And uh, it'll be a month from now when we have another two-hour show, but we'll be doing our, our videos in between. So please stay tuned to GunFreedomRadio.com for those. And until next time, I just want to thank uh, Blade, our newsman. I am the newsman! He's so excited about that. I just love that. There's chest pounding. Love it. I want to thank our listeners. I want to thank our awesome guests. And please stay in touch with us. This is a, a conversation. And I want you to know that we are listening. Reach out to us at talk at gunfreedomradio.com. You can email us there on our Facebook page, um, Gun Freedom Radio, of course. We really want to know what is on your mind. And until next time, pray for our nation. Pray for our leaders. All of them? All of them, Dan. Okay. Especially the ones you don't like, right? Be good to each other. Have a great week. And God bless. Don't touch. Run away. Tell the crone of sap. Don't touch. Run away. Tell the Our founding fathers here in this country brought about the only true revolution that has ever taken place in man's history. Every other revolution simply exchanged one set of rulers for another set of rulers. But only here did that little band of men so advanced beyond their time that the world has never seen their like since evolve the idea that you and I have within ourselves the God-given right and the ability to determine our own destiny. Freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known 
is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free.